Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Justin Box. So we're in a season of health. We took a couple of weeks out to talk about the full gospel, which is signs and wonders and miracles are included with the proclamation of the gospel. That's the full gospel. A partial gospel is just the message. A full gospel is miracles with the message. So we talked about how that's the full gospel. It includes everything. Then we spoke about how um, the full gospel also means that we no longer have a sinful nature because lightness and darkness cannot coexist inside of us because Jesus did a really great work on the cross and he said it's finished. But we also understand that it's the finished work and the renewed mind that gets to play this whole thing out because we still have memory. We still have behavior patterns. We've still got stuff from our old life that we've brought into this and it's housed in our soul area. Because our spirits come alive and it's perfect and it's complete and it's actually lacking nothing. But often we think that it's weary or damaged or mistreated, but it's not actually the spirit that has the issue. It's our soul, which is our mind, our intellect and our emotion, which stores experience, which has a memory attached to it and the memory has an emotion attached to it. So all that's happening in our soul So we can't get confused and believe the lie that we're just, oh, today we're holy and tomorrow we're not. So he leaves us. It's a constant, continual, righteous relationship because of what he did on the cross. It's very challenging because the memory and experience and emotion are so real because they happen to us. And they continually remind us of what we once were. But the reality is of who we are, and that's, seated in heavenly places with Christ and we are no longer sinners saved by grace, but we are saints. And that is the accompaniment of that message, the full gospel. Signs, wonders, miracles, supernatural power, the proclamation of the cross has its own incredible power attached to that message. And when that's the full gospel, that works and life works and the church works and His kingdom comes. And when we get this area right in our life where we really believe that we don't have a sinful nature, that we're actually just believing lies from an old nature because memory and emotion and experience are all mixed up in our soul. And and we're going through this renewed mind process where our soul is being caught up to our spirit. And that's the repentance process of having our minds renewed to think like Jesus. So we spoke about that. And then we did a couple of weeks on missions. And prior to that, we spoke a lot about our soul and the the place of our soul. Often we can kick our soul off and just worry about our physical and the spirit. And I'm not going to go into detail, but, but Seth spoke about that. Peter Mattis shared about that. Um, Jen Stockman shared about that. I, I've done a couple of messages around that. And um, it's just been phenomenal. Justin's going to continue in two weeks' time. He's doing two sessions on the Wednesday night. We're going to be talking about culture of honour and culture of honesty and connection and communication and how that actually houses and helps us with this culture of health because health is not only just our soul and God, it's very, very, very much um, critical and pivotal that our relationship and our soul is actually done really well in the context of people as well. So if we learn a whole bunch of tools to become healthy just with God, we're missing the point because the culture of heaven is family and to be done life on life. So Justin's going to come out and bring a lot of great tools about the culture of honour and what that looks like to sustain a culture of revival. Because this whole health deal is a big deal. 1 Samuel 16, 7 will not be on the PowerPoint. Are you with me? 1 Samuel 16, 7, 
It's a famous scripture and you'll know it. It's about David being anointed and Samuel and that whole deal with Jesse's sons, David's dad. And they were, oh, there should be one more, Samuel said, because he saw in the spirit, he was a prophet, and, the, and David was out there. And, and this is what happens. This is the context. 1 Samuel 16, 7, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. He was the runt. He was, he was small. He was seemingly insignificant. But God's painting a picture way back then that this, this inner world is a big deal. It's a bigger deal than we realise. And it's being resurrected in the church. Proverbs 23, 7. Just a little catchphrase off that scripture. As a man thinks, so he is. As a man thinks, so he is. God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. Then Proverbs, as a man thinks, so he is. And Jesus, so we've got Old Testament, we've got a proverb, and then we've got Luke 6.45. Then Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. God does not look at the outward appearance, but looks at the heart. As a man thinks, so he is. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I've got a great picture in that we're more than what we are sitting here today. And we've been talking about it a lot, but just another glimpse of it, just another highlight about it is that you are more than what we see today. There's way more going on in your life than we can tell. There is way more going on in this life than what you you think, you probably don't think I've got it all together because I've been very honest over the last two years. But there is just way more going on. Every preacher that gets up on stage, there is way more going on. There's hidden battles that you know nothing about. The, the, the guy in front of you driving 45 in a 60 zone, for goodness sake. I don't know if he lost his son yesterday. I don't know. I don't know if the lady that's taking her time to order her coffee, and I really, really want a triple shot Three-quarter milk latte. It's good for me. I don't know what's going on in her life. There's way more going on in our lives than we realise. And it's a side note, and I'm not going down this path today, but that's why life on life's critical. Because if it's just us and ourselves and us figuring out this sinner-saint thing, because of our memory and experience and behavioural patterns and brain tracks and emotions that are dug up when we experience something similar, which is real. And it's not just to pray about it. Praying about it's essential. Reading his words essential. But we've, we've got to do life on life with people so we can let people in because they're going through stuff as well. The internal will always affect the external. Love people as you love yourself, Jesus said. Transform people, transform cities. I love this phrase that's on a T-shirt that I bought in Reading for Bella. It's just about ready to fit her. And it says, strong people, strong family, strong city. Strong people, strong family, strong city. We can't give what we don't have. And the lie though, the other flip side of that is that we're never going to be enough and we can never actually start. And that's a lie too, because there's always some good things happening in your process. Amen? Always great things that you can pull on in your process. So it's not you've got nothing and then one magical day the heavens open 
we know they're already open. But, but that feeling of, oh, now it's all perfect and I'm ready to go. No, 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 no. But we can't give what we don't have. I know I can give peace away because I've had breakthrough in it and I've experienced this peace in lots of different situations where I shouldn't have had peace. But it transcended out my own understanding, Philippians 4. So I've got breakthrough in that and we have authority, whatever we have breakthrough in. Does that make sense? So all of this, this one Samuel scripture, the Proverbs scripture, the, the Luke 6.45 scripture, the internal always will affect, affect the external, the love people as you love yourself deal, the transform people, transform cities deal, the strong people, strong family, strong city deal. It, it means so much to Jesus. And that's why we've taken July to December to really focus on it. It's why we took time to, to acknowledge that we're going to set up a five-fold ministry as a leadership structure of the church. And it's why we picked pastoring first. And we'll, we'll, we'll camp on pastoring for probably this year and probably all of next year. Because we'll be kidding ourselves if we can wrap it all up for this year. Because <laughs> it is the biggest deal. It's actually the foundation the people on people, the, 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 the assembly that joins together, the, the family that comes together and agrees, the, the family that comes together and becomes healthy and whole and functioning in all areas of life. Not having one good year and then a bad year. Not having one good week and then a bad week. Not having one good month and then a bad week. We don't deny the stuff because we all go through it. But he's teaching us how to actually maintain high levels of peace and joy and hope in all the rubbish. Because guess what? Life is just one big pile of challenges. And it's funny you laugh at me, but it really is. It's just nonstop. So if we have a destination mindset of once I get through this, I'll be sweet, we're actually deceiving ourselves. Because there's always a challenge. So this is where this learning joy and peace at a high level in the hardest times is actually critical for sustainable transformation, for sustainable evangelism, for sustainable influence. And that's what we're about here. I'm not interested in a flash of the pan. I'm not, I'm not interested in a good month. And then we're fizzle. I'm not interested in that. Like I want to I see the next generation step into this, that, that our ceiling becomes their floor and that they go further and bigger and wider and fatter and larger than we could ever have done. Yay. So this mattered to Jesus. So what I'm going to do in the remaining 12-ish minutes. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight briefly that matters to Jesus. I'm going to highlight that he did something about it, this whole health deal, which is the five-fold ministry. Then we're going to pause the five-fold ministry and we're going to jump down into talking about honour which is the core of the fivefold. Because when we honour, we receive what they carry. We know this, yes? Receive a prophet in the name of a prophet. What do we receive? A prophet's reward. And we continue on down the line. We receive what they carry because they carry a special grace. That's the word gift. And Christ gave gifts to the church. 
apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. The gifts were people, and that word actually means grace. What does grace mean? Kindness and favour. But what does that do? It gives us the ability we didn't have before. So we receive grace, which is kindness and favour, the Greek word charis, and we have this ability now that we didn't have before. So you might not have loved the Bible, but when the teacher, the fivefold grace comes and starts to impart, we receive that and all of a sudden, or over the next coming weeks or months, when we steward that, we start to get a passion for the Bible. When the evangelist comes in, we start getting a passion for the lost. When the apostle comes in, we start looking miracles first, um, culture setting first, about what can actually happen, big picture. Yes, we pray for supernatural recovery, but we wanna pray that there's no surgery. Then the prophet comes, we start seeing different in the spirit. We start seeing into the spirit realm and what heaven's like and, what, and the revelation starts to flow. And the pastor comes, we start valuing people when we put ourselves in a position to receive from that gift. When Ken and Melanie start operating and you start to get in under them and pull on them, whether they know it or not, you can do sneaky impartation anytime. But we start to grow. And what's the fruit of receiving from the grace that Ken and Melanie carry? What's the fruit of it? You'll start loving people. (laughs) You'll start, that'll increase. Now, of course, we've got to love people anyway. But we want to grow in it. We want to to keep growing in measure and fullness. And that's why Christ gave these gifts to the church. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. Don't put them up, Jen. It's okay. Mitch will just laugh at me again. But Jesus wanted to do something about building his church. Okay? So I'm just going to read from Ephesians 4:11. No need to put it up because I'm going to bounce a bit. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. This is where the church and the gifts are the people and they they are the word means grace. There are, uh, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. Verse 12, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church and the body of Christ. Some translations say to equip and build them for the work of ministry, for work of service, and that's all great and that's all true. Uh, Verse 13, how long will it go for? This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and acknowledge that God's, uh, and knowledge of God's Son that will become mature, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So that we've got some little measures in there of how long. It's all of us coming to the full, complete measure of the standard of Christ. So that's going to go on for a long time. (laughs) And one of the other goals is how long is it going to go to until there's all unity, where we all agree about God's Son and the knowledge of Him. So this is going to go on forever. Jesus really cares about the internal stuff. He really cares about the outward stuff. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength and love your neighbour as you love yourself. He, it matters to Him. The church really matters to Him that He bled and died for it. Colossians talks about this. Ephesians talks about this. He's passionate about His church. So He did something about it to set it up so it'll be thriving and healthy and full of love. Verse 16 in Ephesians says. Are we okay? We're storming through this. Okay, podcast will be available. Phew. I want to highlight two words and then we're going to launch into honour. 
The word equip here is really important. It is true that the fivefold equips the saints for the work of the ministry. It is true that they are to, uh, to train. That's what the word equip means. Equip, train, to empower. That's what it means, to, to do the work. That's true. But there's a deeper meaning to the word equip in the Greek. And I want to read it out because it fits in with the area of health and it's ridiculous. Is that cool? So it's a compound word composed of, uh, what is it? Kata atizo. Kata atizo is the Greek word. So it's kata and then the rest of it, atizo. Um, and has a variety of meanings. And check this out. So it does mean train and it does mean send out and it does mean equip because that's the word. It does mean that, but it's got a deeper meaning in the context of Jesus setting his church up really well because it's not just all about going out. It's being in a position where we can do it for a long time really well. Does that make sense? Okay, this is the word. It has a variety of meanings. To repair. Oh, wow. To restore to a former good condition. This is the word equip. To prepare, to fill out, to equip. It is used of reconciling factions, putting a dislocated limb into place, mending nets, Manning a fleet, supplying an army with provisions. The basic idea of this Greek word is adjustment, the putting of all the parts into right relation and connection. So the whole context of this fivefold deal, which Jesus dreamt about his church and on purpose gave gifts to it so it would work in what he had in mind, It was actually this thing that would bring everything together and make us whole. And then in the same breath, we're repaired, we're restored, we're mended, we're put together in the right order where we pull on each of the five graces and then we're ready to go. It's so exciting. I know I'm going to be more excited than you because I've been prepared and I've got to be. Because we've been praying about this. I've been pondering this for seven or eight years about how this is going to work. There's so much in here that I can't even articulate. But I feel like he's highlighting certain things to put in place that are going to allow growth and transformation and presence to come and people to encounter him from all walks of life. Amen? The responsibility of the fivefold ministry is to equip and to build. But that word equip means the putting of all the parts into right relation and connection. One of the key words for a believer, it it completes us. It completes us. That's why Paul said to Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Remember he said that? Evangelist in the Bible three times. One of them is, actually preaches a lot and that word means preach, so it's okay. But do the work of evangelist. Paul said to Timothy, what is that word? Do the work of evangelist. What does it mean? It means to, to, to make your ministry complete. Because he was a pastor, wasn't he? And he would have operated in some of them because we all do. But Paul was like, hey, I don't think you're operating in this. And for your ministry and your life to become complete, which is the word for peace, then you've got to do the work of evangelist as well. Full on. You with me? 
the putting of all the parts into right relation and connection. Build, equip and build to edify and strengthen. This is the word build in the Greek. To edify, strengthen and develop another person's life through actions and words of love and encouragement. It's full on. If Tash can jump up, that'd be great. Oh, you're not playing, Mitch. Sorry. Mitch can jump up. You can relax. So good. So how do we receive from these gifts? How do we position ourselves to receive from people? We're still working this whole deal out. We've, we've acknowledged and appointed the pastors in the church, those that are overseeing pastoring. That's Ken and Melanie. So how do we actually receive? How do we receive the grace? Of course, God can fill us and fill our life with love and, and we'll love people more, of course, through His Word and through worship and His presence and just interacting with God, of course. But when we look at the Scriptures and the way He sets this whole kingdom deal up, He really wants to use people. Like it really, we could look at the New Testament and all the things and we could really... We could really just say it's God through people. You just think about Jesus limiting Himself, laid down His divinity to become a man so that God could use Him. The Bible says that Jesus of Nazareth, key point, was empowered and anointed by the Spirit of God. He had to be anointed because He became the Son of Man. The New Testament is about God using people. I'm convinced that in this place, your breakthrough is sitting inside someone else. God is in them. It's not a humanistic, weird thing. It's the God in them that's worked through that breakthrough in their life. It's, it's God in them that's, that's equipped them and empowered them and, and brought breakthrough in their life after pain and rubbish. And, and, he, and, and, and He's celebrating that in you. But you know what? It's just not meant to end with you. You actually hold the key because of the breakthrough and because of how big God was in those moments and in those seasons and in those areas of life that are so hard to talk about that you can actually stand tall because He brought you through. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because He comforts me, He strengthens me. But it's like tag, you're it. You've got breakthrough for other people. We go down the fruits of the Spirit. We're all not 10 on every one. But some are 10 out of 10 with peace because of what you've gone through. And there's someone in here that's a one. And they need you to pray for them. Can they get peace from God? Yeah. Is Jesus in them, the Prince of Peace? Yes. If no one ever came to them, could they still get peace? Yes. Is that the absolute perfect way that it happens? I'm not sure. I really feel like this New Testament deals God working through people because He's all about family. He's all about empowerment. 
That's why angels have way more to do than we even realise. But we just don't get it or understand it, so we don't even worry about it. (laughs) It's a whole other seven-hour message, which I haven't prepared because I'm not sure. Can we stand to our feet? Can we put that honour is seeing PowerPoint up? It's just a quote. We're going to talk about honour next week. Okay, this is what honour is. So how do we do this? So we've got Ken and Melanie are the pastors, overseeing pastoring guys. Honour is seeing the gold in a person and treating them according to that instead of stumbling over what they are not. So honour is seeing the gold in a person and treating them according to that instead of stumbling over what they are not. I just want to invite you to just talk to Him. You can do that with your eyes open or closed. But this whole deal, as I try and wrap what seems like a bit of a mess up, But we're on a journey of health. We're learning that there's things that we've believed that aren't true. And God's taking us on a journey of transformation, which requires continual repentance. 10, 20, 30 times a day. And it's a beautiful process of of catching a glimpse of what He's like and His Word and His presence. And then asking Him to to touch us and change the way that we think so it lines up with Him. And He is bridging the gap, make no mistake. Even when we don't see it, He's moving. And we're acknowledging that our soul's really important in the context of our triune being, body, soul and spirit. We acknowledge that our spirit's perfect, but our soul's catching up, which is the renewed mind process in the context of the finished work of the cross. And then we acknowledge that Jesus, the way the kingdom's going to come and advance in and on the earth is through the church. And Jesus loves the whole body, soul and spirit thing. He loves the whole transformation thing. He loves the whole repentance thing. He loves the whole body, soul and spirit thing. And He loves people. So He set His church up really well with five gifts. And some are going to be so heightened that they are actually the equippers of it. And then the others will still operate in that area. They'll still lean towards an area that they're passionate about. In this room, there'll be some that are just burned for evangelism, while others, they don't burn for it. They love it and value it, but they really are a pastor. So Jesus, in the context of this and in the context of wanting unity in the church, set up this fivefold ministry that we're beginning to walk through and the key to access it is this quote. Honour is seeing the gold in a person and treating them according to that instead of stumbling over what they're not. Because Ken has so many flaws, it's ridiculous. But I don't stumble over that and I've probably got more than him. 
100%. But we don't stumble over that. Do we encourage each other in it and maybe call each other out and say, hey, this isn't who you are? Yeah, of course we do that. But honour takes us up higher and it is seeing the gold in Him and Him in me and us in Him and us in each other. And it's treating Him according to that. That's why public prophecy is so important because we can start treating them according to what God says, not what we've known for 10 years. So next week, we're going to be talking about how we actually can live lives of honour where not just fivefold up here, but here, how honour plays out in our everyday life with our family and within church, where it's people on people living that out. Does that make sense? And there's some cracker verses talks about we no longer see people according to the flesh. And it's going to be a game changer next week.